everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denepoth. This is season four, episode number 22. And if you are just joining in for the first time, thank you. If you've been listening since I started my podcast a while ago, I'm in season four. I appreciate you joining in and coming back and listening. And if you have been listening for a while, you know that sometimes it's just Rochelle talking about things, uh, engaging in a conversation with myself. Other times we have some guests where I share some of the recent episodes that we have done on Thrive O'Clock in the Facebook community. I've also done some interviews with some amazing people who are working in education and ed tech. And so in the last couple of episodes, we've had some guests talking about social emotional learning, the importance of reflection, thinking about the skills that are needed now and in the future, and some strategies to help students to continue to build their skills in ways that are meaningful and important for them. And so as we dive into the spring, which is hard to believe because time is just passing by so quickly, I thought that I would share some different ideas if you are looking for something to try out now to boost student engagement. Uh, also, just because maybe your school has had some testing times that have come up or some other changes in schedule or there could be lots of things. It seems like the spring brings a lot of stress sometimes for everybody involved in education and also the families as well. And so it's probably a really good time to dive in to some new ideas. And I think as I've always thought for at least the last four years, that the spring is a great time for something fresh and new. But I also think that even at the end of the school year, if you have something that you learn about, whether it's a method, it's a digital tool, and you wanna try it out because that's the perfect opportunity as well. Keeping the year going, uh, finishing strong, but giving us as educators something to think about and reflect upon throughout the summer our summer's off, which I know that we don't really take a summer off. We have a more relaxed schedule in most cases. I hope for everyone, at least at some point during the summer, but it's a good time to take some chances, take some risks in the classroom with new ideas, be open about the risks that we're taking with our students. And so I thought that for today's episode, perhaps I would share a few ideas of things that I have done and just drop a couple of different tools that maybe you might want to check out as well. So the first thing that I want to share was is uh, it's called Brain Racers and Brain Racers is a lot of fun. It's primarily focused at students in probably grades two through six, although I will tell you that my students in my eighth grade STEAM class really enjoy testing it out in our classroom. But it is a game-based learning platform, and it takes a lot of content in different areas and creates different games. And so the neat thing about it is, one, if you do this and you try it out as an adult, you might be surprised at some of the questions that you really don't necessarily know, uh, ranging from math problems to geography to history to correct grammar and punctuation and types of words, whether they are proper nouns, for example, or adjectives, or if something is a simile. And so I would recommend if you're looking for something that's kind of fun and you teach in the elementary grade levels, or even 
upper, if you want to just do a brain break with your students, check out Brain Racers and let me know what you think. My students are very perceptive about looking at the design of it and how it's set up, uh, the way that the questions pop up and how easy it is for them to get started with it. So I had tried it about four months ago and had done this with my students, like I said, and it was just fun. I didn't know how they would take it because as with all things, you're not sure what the student response is going to be, but right from the beginning, they were a little bit competitive and laughing at some of the questions, whether they knew them or didn't know them. And then they wanted to play the game again. So I thought first I would drop brain racers in there because I don't think a lot of people have heard of it. And so maybe this week you might want to try it out, especially if you are an elementary teacher and you're looking for some new idea and you have access to devices. That's Number one is making sure that the students that you're working with have access to devices so that they can all participate. Okay, next idea. Uh, I like to think about tools or methods that are very flexible, versatile, that can be used anywhere for learning to happen. And a couple of years ago, as we all know, hard to believe it's been almost three years. Actually, it's been three years now. I had to think about the date. Three years have passed since schools originally closed and we had to make all of those shifts. We had to embrace technology if we hadn't been doing that and try new things, try to figure out how to stay connected with students, to connect them with each other, to keep learning going, even if we weren't in the same space. So I looked at methods like project-based learning, which can be done whether we're in-person, hybrid or virtual. Some different things like choice boards or hyperdocs, if you've ever used those, where you provide students with some options in a choice board and they can choose something that meets their interests and specific needs and then help them to build their skills in a way that's comfortable, tying it into Webb's depth of knowledge, going beyond simple level one, which is like just a recall and extending them to a level four where they're actually taking what they've learned and applying it and using it in different ways at a higher level. You could also use uh, the hyperdocs where it's a lesson or maybe you might call it a playlist or a class flow and students work through parts of a lesson at their own pace. You hook them in, there's some activities, there's some assessments, there's some things that they can create and choose and really engage in the content. Uh, learning stations is another method that can work where you have the small groups that kind of rotate around, which it can take some time to get started with planning it and figuring out what activities to include and how many different digital tools or how does technology play a role in this? But it really did make an impact in my classroom. And I'm so glad that I was honest with my students that I dove into it without really knowing what I was doing so much, but help, I had help, I should say, uh, with them or from them to figure it out along the way. And I, I noticed over the last couple of years of doing more things like this, as students participate more in learning that is self-directed, whether it's through project-based learning or choice boards, or just even having a list of options for how to show their learning, they develop confidence, they become more comfortable, they engage in learning which is more meaningful and authentic and definitely relevant to them. And what does that lead to? Well, it increases student engagement, which I was wrong about before. It will boost their motivation for learning and to best prepare them for future careers, for their next steps in education, they need those opportunities to self-direct, to engage in real-world learning experiences. And if we're thinking about well into the 21st century skills, those things like collaboration, communication, creativity, critical thinking, problem solving, 
social emotional learning. I could keep going. Those are all of the skills that are in demand now that will continue to be in demand in the future. And so we have to have methods and tools, but we also need to have time because there's not enough time in the day to dive in. And so when we find a method that we can get started with because there are resources available, or we find a digital tool that has ready to run lessons and templates and all kinds of things that really, it's just as simple as creating an account, checking out the privacy, the security, all of that first, trying it ourselves, and then just putting it in the hands of our students. And so I mentioned Brain Racers, which is easy to get started with. You just log in, you launch a game, the students put in a code, or you can test it out on your own and just join another game against other racers and see how you do with it. I will tell you, don't be surprised if some of the questions really throw you because it goes back to some of the different things that you may have learned a while ago. Some other tools just to throw out there, uh, Story Jumper, which is a digital storytelling platform. Awesome for any students in elementary through high school, even as adults, if you want to collaborate on a book with some other teachers and create something for students. But they have different background scenes, characters, fonts, props. Students or yourself can record uh, the book and narrate it. You can share it. You can have it printed. You can download it. You can use a QR code to share it. So I would check out Story Jumper. Also, Book Creator, which Again, if you haven't heard of it, you can create a book and students work collaboratively in creating the same book. Maybe you want them to use it as a journal or some type of like portfolio and track their progress over the course of the year, which definitely helps to boost the social emotional learning skills as they develop self-awareness, self-management as they're setting goals. If they're working collaboratively with their classmates, then we bring in the relationship building, the responsible decision-making, the social awareness. Uh, other options would be creating a video, perhaps using Flip. If you have not yet used Flipgrid, now Flip, to have students do some responses, maybe to post questions and respond to their classmates, whether they're in the classroom or outside of the classroom, to share what they learned about something. Uh, maybe you have them teach a lesson and share that with their classmates, just for a few examples. If you want to go a little bit beyond just the videos and have students actually create videos that have editing tools and lots of other features, WeVideo is awesome. Uh, one of my students used it many, many years ago, and that's how I learned about it. And so it just gives students other options for how to express what they have learned, how to be creative, how to collaborate with their classmates. So I've given a couple. Uh, beyond that, if you're looking for some other ideas, using something like elementary, which is elementary, same kind of spelling, except instead of the Y at the end, it's an I. But if you're thinking, I want to bring in activities that promote SEL, I want to try project-based learning, I want to focus on STEM, and we have all of these different areas, really, you can find one method and then select some tools that facilitate that method. But with elementary, if you choose to try this one out, let me know. I would love to know how it goes for you. But it is a coding and digital storytelling tool. And we started to use it in my STEAM course this year, or earlier, yeah, well, last year now, 2022. And students could create their own book on their, independently. They could have a classmate work with them in the same book. But it helps students to tell a story. So in any class that you teach, whether it's elementary school, uh, high school, middle school, you're having students work on something in science or math, or maybe they've read a book and you want them to tell the next part of the story or to retell the story in their own words, 
they could use this tool elementary to do it. And beyond just the storytelling, they can use the coding and make it an interactive book. But there are more than, I think I could be a little bit off, but probably pretty close, 10,000 illustrations. There's different sounds, students can record their voices and they can also collaborate. So the tools that I've kind of mentioned have all been ones for telling a story, for sharing learning, and also some methods that get students up and moving, interacting and building a variety of skills. Of course, the content that we're teaching them, but the goal is to create learning experiences that will enable students or will enable us to help students be more meaningfully engaged with what it is that they're learning in the classroom. What is the content? For me, I want them to learn Spanish. For you, whatever it is that you're teaching, but we also want to help them to develop skills that they need in the future and move from being simply the consumers to the creators and maybe even the innovators, boost student engagement, which then of course, once students are engaged, they're actively learning, they have choice and voice in learning, it will amplify student achievement in our classroom. And whether it's a method or a tool, using something that's a little bit different, we can promote that collaboration, which is critical for just getting along on an everyday basis. But in careers and in education, employers want people that can work as part of a team, but also that have that independence that they can take on a big task or they can work through the challenges that come with those tasks that may pop up in their careers and of course, and in learning as well. So we have a lot of options. I think the best advice I can give you if you're looking for something fresh for spring would be look at your classroom, think about this school year so far, whether it's the whole school year or maybe it's just simply this new year, 2023, and consider what has gone well, what is an area that you would really like to focus on for the end of the school year? Or do you feel like student engagement is decreasing? Then get them up and moving. Try the brain racers. Do you want students to kind of tell a story, to have different ways to create rather than some of the traditional tools we might be using? And I love paper projects, don't get me wrong. My students are currently working on uh, writing a fairy tale in Spanish. And I told them it cannot be done with technology. I want them to create an actual book. Uh, I don't mind, I guess, necessarily if they're using PowerPoint to make the book or some other tool, but I just wanted them to do something that was hands-on and just have, I don't know, time to be creative and collaborate in their classroom. So think about something that is working well. Think about some things on your list that maybe you didn't get to yet because with a couple of months left in school, now is the time to dive in. And then focus on what are the skills that students are going to gain by engaging in those methods that you're using or trying a digital tool. And there are, are there's a ton out there and it can even be a game-based learning tool like I mentioned before, or ones that you've been using and maybe you forgot about or you didn't know there was a certain way that you could actually play that tool or play that, play that game in your classroom. So for us, we want to boost student engagement. We want students to be curious about learning, to be engaged in meaningful and purposeful and authentic learning experiences and to have the opportunity to guide them along the way, to be there not as the only person who is teaching, but to co-learn with them and learn from them. So hopefully, as we enter the spring, you will try some new idea. And I would love to know if there's something that you've learned about that you can share with me and with everybody else. And maybe for your spring kind of, I don't know, 
experience. Uh, maybe it's something like STEM that you're going to bring in that you haven't done before. And don't think that you have to be a teacher of one of those focus areas in STEM. It's for everybody. That's going to be for another episode, I think, because I'd like to keep these kind of short and sweet. And I'm, I'm at about the 15 minute mark. So as always, thanks for listening. I hope that you will join the Thrive in EDU community on Facebook. You will catch the Rochelle and Mal when we go live and have some guests coming up here over the next couple of weeks and participate, or if not, catch the recording. It goes out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and the YouTube. And uh, as always, have a great day, and I will catch you the next time. 